What scares you the most? Is it a dark room? A spider crawling on your skin? Or maybe it's just a feeling of being watched. This is Eerie, a new limited series podcast from Brock Media. I'm Anna Bogutskaya. I'm the series producer and host. And throughout the next eight episodes, my intention is to creep you out. Every episode, a different writer will tell a brand new story. Something strange, mysterious, and occasionally grotesque, written especially for this show, and designed to scare someone, maybe you, out of their mind. In this episode, author Kirsty Logan writes and performs a podcast within a podcast. Her story, A Lost Film, looks at the inherent curiosity of the horror fan and dares us to look a bit closer at what might be going on behind the scenes. So listen in and find out what's behind A Lost Film. Fade in. Exterior. Suburbs. Night. Somewhere in the shadows, a fox screams. A child's bicycle lies abandoned on the path. It's an ordinary house on an ordinary street. All the windows dark, except one. A strange squealing theme music begins as we fade up on a montage, a series of shots all close and teasing. A girl sleeps, hair over her face, as from the corner of her bedroom, a monster watches and waits. An operating room with dark stains on the floor. A machine is wheeled in, covered in dials and buttons. Two suction cups just the size of a girl's temples. The masked doctor scrapes blood off the cups and rasps, Next! A deep cave full of skeletons and things rotting from the sea. Small skulls lined up along the wall, watching. And there, right in the depths, a girl in a cage flinches from the light. She's dressed in rags. Her skin is caked in blood. Her hands claw at her throat as she tries to say, And you know what? Guys and gals and non-binary pals, that's the end. Or at least, that's all I can remember. I saw this film a long time ago, and all I can remember is what I just told you. Scattered images, some sounds, a sense of unease. It could be any low-budget horror film. But here's the weird thing. I've looked everywhere online described every element I can remember, and no one else, not one single person, knows anything about this film. I'm Bryony Chase, and this is A Lost Film, my brand new limited series podcast. Or will it be limited? I guess let's see what happens. I don't know how this investigation, this little journey into the world of lost films, is going to turn out. Probably you're here because you've listened to one of my other podcasts, My So-Called Strife, Getting Eerie in Indiana, or Are You Still Afraid of the Dark? Where I revisit and reassess the forgotten TV shows of all our childhoods. 
Possibly you're here because you just like the idea of a lost film. In which case, welcome, and it's a treat to meet you. How are you? Now that we're acquainted, let's go on this journey together. I started this podcast because I need to know what this film is, and I need your help to find out. I'll tell you all I can remember, and all I ask is that you spread the word as far as you can. Tell everyone, because I need to know. I love a mystery as much as the next person, and you know I'm a nerd for nostalgia. But it's more than that. That girl being experimented on, locked in a cage in that dark and stinking cave, never safe, even in her sleep. I see her all the time. The more I think about her, the more I feel like I know her. This film haunts me. If I can find it, if I can watch it and see the Velcro holding on the monster's mask, see the way the backdrops wobble in the breeze, see the imperfect cuts and clumsy dialogue, then I'll see it's just a film. It can't hurt me. Join me next week for a deep dive into the strange online world of lost movies as we ask, what the hell happened to this film? I'm Bryony Chase and this is A Lost Film. Okay, you ready? If not, better get ready. Because we are going to find this film. Here's what I remember. When I was a little kid, like six or seven, I had to be out of school for a year. There was an accident, something electrical, and my legs got burned. I still have the scars, a spattering of white puckered dots across my upper thighs, like a constellation. My mum used to tell me I'd spilled stars on my lap. She was cute like that. I had a TV in my bedroom with a VHS player built in, very desirable for 1998. I could never sleep from the pain under my bandages, so I'd watch these old horror films all night. The volume turned way down so my mum couldn't hear. The reception wasn't great, so the picture flickered and sometimes it got sliced with static or cut out or showed sudden flashes of another channel. And that's when I saw the film. All those images I mentioned, I'm sure they're from this film. I know they could be a mix of things, random scenes, things I dreamt even, but I'm sure they're not. It's all so vivid to me. It's like I saw the images yesterday. And the more I dig into this, the more time I spend thinking about it, the more vivid they get. It's like I'm living them. So here's where we are. I've tried googling descriptions of the scenes I can remember. Quote, blood after operation. Quote, monster in girl's bedroom. Quote, child skull plus girl in cage. Needless to say, I regret googling these things, particularly with safe search off. I found plenty of horrors, but not the one I was looking for. I've tried social media. I've tried a friend at the BFI plus all her colleagues. 
I've tried message boards for people who like obscure or underground films. I even mentioned about my podcast and offered an interview to anyone with information. Nothing and nothing and nothing. Can I really have been the only person who couldn't sleep that night? How can a film that had such a profound effect on me be totally forgotten? Why, in all the vastness and permanence of the internet, can't I find a single mention of this film? Join me next week as I share your emails and messages. Get the word out, friends. You're in this with me now. Let's find this film. I'm Bryony Chase. This is A Lost Film. And are you ready? Something has happened. Something big. The film exists. And I've seen a clip. Before we get stuck in, let me say thank you. You guys have come through for me. I couldn't have got this far into the labyrinth without you all. Okay, back up. Let me set the scene. I'm sitting at my laptop, lit by the glow of my little fairy lights, cat asleep on the bed behind me. I have the tiniest studio flat, rent is ridiculous here, and my bedroom, living room and kitchen are the same thing. I'm scrolling through the obscure film message boards again, refresh, refresh, just in case something has changed. And my email pings. It's got a download link. And I know I shouldn't click, I know. But as we say here, shy wains get no toffee and careful girls get no clips of strange lost films. The clip is less than three minutes, but I recognise it instantly. It's the operating room scene. Dark stains on the floor. The machine is wheeled in. There are several rows of dials and buttons, and a black rubber cable extends from the machine and ends in two suction cups. There's a doctor in a surgical mask. It looks old and tatty around the seams, as if he's always fiddling with it, but never takes it off and puts on a clean one. He scrapes what looks like dried blood off the cups, and the doors slap open, their edges fat rubber bumpers, and a hospital bed is wheeled in, and on it... Is a girl. Seeing this clip, knowing the film is actually real, I thought it would be healing, a sort of exorcism. If I could see that it was only a film, it couldn't haunt me. But the clip, it's horrible. And not in a fun way like watching a schlocky horror with your friends. It is schlocky, is the thing. The doctor chews the scenery so much he must have got splinters. He practically cackles, for God's sake. The set dressing, hairstyles and costumes all look distinctly 90s. The blood is clearly chocolate syrup. But it just looks... wrong. It's so fake, but too real. It's the girl. She's either the best young actress in the world, or she thinks, on some level that something is actually going to happen. Of course she can see that the doctor is an actor and the machine is a prop and it's all just pretend, but she really doesn't seem like she's pretending. She only has one line of dialogue. Please, 
the girl says, and she only says it twice. Once at the start of the scene, sobbing and snotty, like a child whose parent is about to dig out a splinter with a safety pin. Something she knows will hurt, but can't do anything to stop. She says it again at the end of the scene, please, but it's different. She's not crying. She's calm and strangely adult, like she's aged a decade in a few minutes. She seems resigned to her fate, whatever that might be. It's almost like she wants it to happen, just to get it over with. I know it's just a film, but it still feels like I've just seen something I shouldn't have. Join me next week to see if I manage to find any more of this lost film. And if I do find it, do I actually want to see it? I'm Bryony Chase. This is a lost film. And I'm going to be real with you. I'm starting to think I should have let this film stay lost. I wish I'd never remembered it in the first place. I was forwarded an email, anonymously, which I don't mind, though, guys, I'd have hidden your identity for the podcast. The original email was from 1990-something. Most of the date is blacked out, as is the name and email address of the recipient. I'm assuming it was originally sent to one of the producers of the film, because the email is from Luca Kent, the director, and it's about his legal liability based on how he plans to direct his new film. Specifically, how he plans to direct The Child Star. The director explains how he's going naturalistic. He doesn't think the child is good enough in the test screenings. She's overplaying fear, making it a pantomime. He needs a real performance, real emotion. He's inspired by Kubrick making The Shining, Friedkin making The Exorcist, Hitchcock making The Birds. Men so famous they only need one name. Sure, the actresses in those films were left injured and traumatised, but they were fine, really, and it's a small price to pay for the thing that really matters. The film, and the director's name attached to that film. He's planning to take tips from the greats. He's going to make sure the girl doesn't sleep enough, doesn't eat enough, doesn't get to go to the bathroom enough. He'll ignore her and pretend he can't understand what she's saying when she speaks. He'll insult her performance and make her do it over and over and over. He'll tell her it's not good enough. It will never be good enough. She'll know it's a film. She'll know she's on set. She'll know he's a director. She'll know there are cameras. But everything else she'll think is real. She'll think that the director really has decided to torture and kill her because some rich men have paid him a lot of money to do so and that her mother knows and has agreed and won't be coming for her. You might think the girl is naive or even stupid, but remember, she is six years old. Remember that this was before children had the legal protection in the film industry that they have now. 
The director says that the horror will be in the girl's growing realization that she's going to die. And that's the pleasure, too, he says. It's honestly awful to read. He seems to forget that she's just a child. He seems to forget she's even a person. He talks about her like she's a doll he can dress and pose any way he wants. And then when he's got what he needs from her, he can just send her to landfill. (sighs) Okay. Where are we with this? I don't know about you, but I don't know if I want to see any more of this film. So I'm thinking, there's only one thing left to do. Find this girl. Find out if she's okay. Join me next week, and together we'll find out. I'm Bryony Chase, this is A Lost Film, and this episode, I've got something really special for you. The thing is, I don't exactly know what it is. I got a message, your message to be exact, all of you. Hundreds of people sending me the same few seconds of film. A clip called Bryony Finds the Truth. So, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to record myself watching the clip. Then I'll put the podcast episode out. No edits. You can get my real uncensored reaction to, well, to when Bryony finds the truth. Look, (laughs) Maybe this is all a well-orchestrated joke, and I'm about to be rickrolled, if that's a thing people still do. But I don't think you would do that to me. I trust you, because I think you know, you all know, how serious this is for me. Okay, I am opening the file. It is just a black screen. There doesn't seem to be any sound. Oh, okay, I see something. There's a girl in bed, her face hidden in the covers. She looks really young, and it looks like she's asleep. I can see the covers slowly rising and falling with her breath. Mm. Oh, creepy. In the corner of her bedroom, there's... mm, something. I thought it was a man, but it doesn't look right. The way it's moving, the shapes are wrong. It's like something from a nightmare. It's waiting. She she must hear a sound, although there's nothing on the clip because she she's waking up. She sees the monster. She's terrified. She's screaming. It's silent, but she's screaming. It looks so real. I know acting, and that is not acting. She tries to scramble away, but she's caught in the covers and she falls to the floor. Oh, she's she's wet herself. She's ashamed and so afraid. She doesn't understand what's happening. Oh, there's a sudden flash. A light comes on. There's nothing in the shadows. It's just a trick of the light. The camera shifts, and it... It should be breaking the fourth wall now. We should be seeing the edges of the set, but there is no edge because it's not a set. 
it's a real room, it's the girl's real bedroom where she was really asleep. The girl is still screaming, still cowering, and there's no monster watching her, but... Men. Ordinary men in jeans and t-shirts, holding clipboards and cameras, just making a film. A girl, terrified and traumatised, surrounded by blank-faced men looking at her through a camera lens. She cowers on the floor, holds out her hands to someone, anyone. The... Shit. A lamp, one of those huge film set lights, just came loose and shattered on the floor, showering the girl's lap with burning hot sparks. There's still no sound, but she doesn't seem to be screaming now. She doesn't even seem to be aware of anything now. She's writhing in agony. and Isn't anyone going to help her? Are they just going to keep fucking filming? There's, there's a man, the director, I guess. He's in front of the camera. He waves his arms, motioning to cut. His mouth's moving. He's saying something. We, we can't use this. He's saying... It's pointless. We can't use it. And that's it. I... I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know what you wanted from me when you sent me this clip. But you got one thing right. Bryony has found the truth. Because I know what will happen to the girl in the film... The girl who got hurt. She'll still have the scars. A spattering of white, puckered dots across her upper thighs like a constellation. Spilled stars on her lap. This is going to be the last episode of A Lost Film. Because what else is there to say? It's not lost anymore. The film was called The Girl. It was directed by Luca Kent and produced by a small company called Sobek Pictures. They had a postal address in Solihull. It's all so ordinary. The Girl was never finished or released due to the accident on the set. The producers were worried about legal repercussions and decided to bury the film. They did a pretty good job, but still, everything winds up on the internet eventually. Someone put a rough cut of the film online, where it's now traded and discussed among underground horror fans. Hard to find, but not impossible. I really thought that when I saw it was just a film, I'd know it couldn't hurt me. But it's not as simple as that. Because now I know that I'm the girl asleep in the bed and the monster... I can't fucking do this. You knew, didn't you? All of you. Everyone listening. The film was never really lost, was it? It was hidden. You knew it was real, and that it was me, and that it was out there for people to watch. That's why you're listening to me, isn't it? It's like in the film when you watch the girl go into the scary house and you shout, Don't go in there! at the screen, and she sees the killer and runs up the stairs instead of out the door, and you shout, Don't go up there! And you watch the girl hide in the closet and try to cry silently, and you shout, Don't hide, fight! at the screen. But you want her to go in the house. You want her to go up the stairs. You know what's hiding up there, and you want to see what happens when she finds out. Otherwise, what's the point? The horror. The pleasure is in seeing her suffer. It's in knowing things that she doesn't. The thing is, 
I wanted to know too. I wanted to see the girl, just like you did. I wouldn't let her stay lost. I tried to delete the email account for this podcast. I didn't want to know any more about this film. But I couldn't. Because I couldn't resist glancing at the subject lines of the new emails. And I saw something I didn't expect. Didn't want. And don't know what to do with. Messages. Dozens of them. From people I don't know. Remembering films. Not mine. Their own. So here's what I need you to do. I need you, right now, to let yourself remember. Is there something in your memory, way back in the fuzzy, broken depths of the past, that you can't explain? Something strange, something intense, that no one else seems to remember. And I need you to ask yourself, Are you sure it wasn't real? Thank you for listening to A Lost Film, written and performed by Kirsty Logan. You can find more of Kirsty's work online at Kirsty Logan. Eerie is produced and hosted by me, Anna Bukutskaya, edited by Mike Munzer, with original music by Mitch Bain, and our artwork was designed by Mike Lee Graham. Eerie was co-produced by Rohina Cameron Pereira for Brock Media, and our executive producers were Sarah Brocklehurst and Nicole Davis. Follow at WeAreBrockMedia on Twitter, sorry, X and Instagram for updates on Eerie, Never Told, and other Brock Media podcasts. And if you enjoy this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends. And if you enjoy this episode of Eerie, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your scary stories.